Well, hello, everybody, and thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of The Good Question. I'm your host, Daniel Welch, and today's show is all about time. Ooh, I know, right? I'm going to, of course, take you to our wonderful question of the day and the fun fact as well, but I'm also going to take you on a little journey so that we can understand why I enjoy the very concept of time itself and time travel and what makes it so unique. And uh, we may even try and explore a little bit of the history of it while we're at it as well. So buckle up, because once this episode reaches 88 miles per hour, we're going to see some serious stuff. Ah, you thought I was going to go, see, I can't do that because I got to maintain positivity for my listeners and I have to maintain and keep it clean. Anyway, see you in a minute, folks, because this is the good question. guys you know i couldn't resist this episode is all about time time travel some of those of you who are nerds just like me you're going to recognize that song immediately that is the uh title song from huey lewis and the news created the song back in time for back to the future so anyway let's get to it we're going to jump right on into the question of the day which is where we're going to kind of start our time travel journey and then we're going to kind of go from there and and see what happens um if you can't tell there's kind of a um a trend going on with the podcast what i try to do is base each of our episodes off of the theme of what the question basically is so today if you haven't figured it out the question of the day revolves around time travel. So here it is. We're just going to jump right on into it. If you could go back in time and change something, what would it be? This is a good question. I, I, I enjoy questions like this because sometimes I don't really see them as straightforward as they actually are. So when you think about time travel, when we think about going back in time, we've seen so many different uh, ways that it can turn out over the years. We've read books, we've seen TV shows, we have movies, and, and they always end differently. But the one resounding theme that we see all the time is you have to be careful what you do because eventually in some way throughout the ripple of time you end up changing something so this is a really awesome question i i I absolutely love this and i'm not entirely convinced that time travel doesn't exist um let's just look at the world today hmm coincidence I think not. Anyway, that's that's getting like that's bordering on time travel and conspiracy. <laughs> so let's do this. Let's get let's let's get right into this. So if I could go back in time and change something, what would it be? Um, this is good because it's a thought provoking question. You can only change one thing. There are those of you who are out there, I get comments about this all the time, that if I'm not very specific, so sometimes the questions are a little vague. It says, if you can go back in time and change something, what would it be? And then I get some questions that are like, when you say something, are you talking about one thing or is it a series of events? 
could you change them to affect the outcome of one thing? So to simplify this, I'm going to, I'm going to make my own rule on this one. If you could change something by the meaning of something, I mean, one thing, if there's one thing you can change, what would it be? Well, excuse me. So I think what I would do, I don't even know if it's a change really. I think that what I would do is I would go back and, and now granted, this is where things get a little blurry because there's always like the rules of time travel never interact with your younger self. I don't believe anything would happen if you interacted with your younger self. We see it in so many different uh, scenarios that that actually might be a good thing. So I would go back, I would talk to my younger self and I would let him know one thing. I would let him know to not be scared of who he's going to become, not be scared of what it is if he'd come. Now, what would that change? What exactly would that change? That could change how I decide to uh, live my life. That could decide, uh, that could change me as a person. First of all, I'm probably going to be a little bit shocked if an older version of myself is going to be showing up that says, hey, man, I'm from the future and you're not going to believe this. We're in the middle of a quarantine right now, which means we're stuck inside. Um, this is what you look like, by the way. You've let your beard grow out. You try, you're trying to maintenance and keep it sculpted, but you're letting the beard grow out. You still have a job, but you don't go to work. You're just sitting, and now you have a podcast. If if my younger self saw this, he'd probably at first be like, "What's a podcast?" And then he'd be like, "Oh, thank God, you 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 do grow up to to look like a man." <laughs> that would probably be my first reaction, and then I would just take in the message. I've always felt. <clears throat> that in some way I have been philosophical, even as a child. I always thought things through for the most part. Now, we always make mistakes as we grow older. We, um, I, don't know, I don't know what the best word is. I think that we all stumble and fall, but we always get back up. So for me, I always tried to think things through. And I think that's why I became the person I am today. So would that change necessarily be good if I told myself what I was going to become? That doesn't necessarily change anything. It just gives me the knowledge that I'm going to become this uh, this person. So would I change my attitude toward things? Maybe. I was shy growing up. I really was. You hear that so many times, but I really was. I was shy growing up. And I mean... Even for those of you who work with me now, <clears throat> if you work with me now, I'm so sorry, guys. <clears throat> I am so sorry. I'm like coughing up a lung over here. It ain't, it's not Corona. Not Corona. No. I'm always like this first thing in the morning. I decided this morning, just a little back track here. Um, I do record these day of. I decided this morning that I was just going to jump out of bed, not eat breakfast, and I just wanted to jump into this episode because I'm very excited about it. So I haven't even really done anything. So I regret to inform you that for me recording this podcast right now, I'm sitting here in like my night clothes, sitting at my desk recording this podcast. I'm like, once I'm done, I'm going to eat breakfast. I'm going to do my morning routine. I'm going to wash my face. I'm going to eat breakfast. I'm going to do all that kind of stuff. So... 
that's what's happening. That's the morning, you know, still catching up to me type thing. But I was so excited to do this episode. I just wanted to jump right into it. So here we are. Um, back to the question. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to hold to that. I'm going to hold to that answer because I think that um, it would change me. And I don't think it would change me in a negative way. I would feel more positive about maybe coming out. I waited for a very, very long time. I was late 20s when I decided that I was going to come out. Uh, and it came out to my best friend when I was sitting in our living room one day. We were in you know, uh, I don't even know what we were, I think we were watching a movie and like, I just needed to tell him. And that was the first person I came out to. That was only just like, I don't know, a few years ago. Like I was, I was late twenties when that happened and I still haven't told everybody. Now here I am on social media blasting it out. So, but if you go to my Facebook, if you go to my social media profiles, you know, that I'm gay. You know this. I think that if there was an older version of myself that showed up to my younger self and said, look, be proud of who you are. Don't be ashamed of it. And power through. Make the decisions based upon what you know is true. But, you know, I think that there would be some changes in my life. I do believe there would be some changes. I think that I might be a little bit more... Um, aggressive in certain fronts. I think that I would not be as reserved. So I think there would be some changes and I don't see aggression as a bad thing. I think that it's a form of uh, you showing off who you are. So I would say that would be one thing that I would change. I say this now and then like in a few hours, I'm going to come up with the best answer and I'll be like, Oh, it's too late. I've already published the episode. <laughs> So right now, that's my that's my thing. I wouldn't say I want to change who I am. I want to prepare myself for what's to come because I think that um, if I had like a pre knowledge of that everything's actually going to be fine, then I would have a better uh, childhood at school and stuff. Now I'm not saying I had a bad childhood. I had a great family. My grandparents wonderful. My mom was wonderful. I had a great childhood growing up. There were some kids out there who had um, a lot worse than me. So I'm not complaining about my childhood. What I'm talking mostly about is instead of being the kid that kind of hid away in school, maybe I'd be the kid that took a little bit more initiative instead of waiting for the entire group when we did group assignments. Instead of, instead of being the kid that just kind of sat there and was like, okay, yeah, I'll just take whatever position is left over, maybe I'd be a little more assertive and say, you know what? Maybe we should do it this way, this way, this way. And that would probably change my outlook on how I do things with life in general. So that's my answer. I'm going to stick to that again. I'm probably going to have an amazing answer in probably a few hours from now after the episode's published. But you know what? I, I'm that's, that's where we're going. Okay, guys. So your thoughts. You can submit your answers however you want to. You can post them as comments on the Facebook post when I get the episode officially uploaded. You can upload your voice. You can send it in. However you want to do it. It's entirely up to you. Time travel. All right. So let's go ahead and jump right into time travel. Time travel for me is always been an interesting concept. The very first thing I saw as a kid that was time travel related was Back to the Future. I grew up with Back to the Future as kind of the basis of what time travel is. Doc Brown, to me, 
everyone was like, oh, he's just this crazy old scientist. Doc Brown to me was a, was a genius. I, I, I edited that language there because I was going to say something else. I was like, oh, wait, i got to keep it a clean show. Doc Brown to me was a genius, and he was a genius right from the very start. First of all, I don't know a kid from my childhood, from my generation growing up, that didn't see Back to the Future and didn't like it. I don't know anybody like that. I'm sure there are those that are out there that don't care for it, but I never met anybody who didn't like it. Um, I've, I've never met anybody who didn't see that and go, you know what? He's not wrong. If you're going to build a time machine, you make it a DeLorean. And then everybody wants a DeLorean. Everybody wants it. I still want that car. And I'm like, oh, good. Now I'm in quarantine. I have all the right reasons. I can just give me this car. I still want that DeLorean. It's amazing. By the way, I do have a DeLorean in my possession. It's not an actual vehicle. It's a scale model. Yesterday, I had made mention that I had gotten my best man gift for my best friend's wedding that's coming up in January. I have another best man gift. My best man gifts are so thoughtful. They really are. I really pumped up yesterday's, which is for good reason. It was a watch. Figure that out. Time travel. Yeah, you see? No. Okay. I'm sensing a trend with my best man gifts. Here's why. One of my other gifts that I got when I was a best man is the DeLorean from Back to the Future. The people that I'm being invited to be the best man at their weddings know me a little too well. They know that I loved Back to the Future. They know that I love time. They know that I love time travel. They know that I love these things. So I'm sensing a, a really good trend. It means that they're thinking things through. They really are. Now, another thing that should be noted is one of my friend's weddings. I went to a wedding a, a, a couple years back, and the I was not the best man. I was just one of the groomsmen in the party, but I walked away with a gift from that one as well. I was given a gift there. Can anybody guess what that was? It? it was a watch, but it wasn't just any watch. It was a pocket watch. The theme of the wedding, for the most part, um, at least for um, the the outfits that we were wearing, the suits and everything, was steampunk. It was a, it was a steampunk themed. Um, outfit style wedding so there was there was a lot of uh, elements that went into the wedding itself but the overall look of how we dressed was steampunk so we have this pocket watch and i love pocket watches if you want to get me a watch wrist watches are awesome which the one i showed you yesterday really cool but i love stopwatches i, I, I don't know what the draw is for me i fell in love with the pocket watch i think it is because it represents a time of uh, like the gentleman where it's it, 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 there's like the real gentleman where you're walking down the street in your suit or you're at an event and you're like, Jolie, sir, what is the time? And you pull this pocket watch out and it pops open and you're like, hmm. A quarter past noon. It's like, shall we break for lunch? And, and you just casually whip the coat back, and there's a little pocket right there where that pocket watch goes in. But then there's a little chain that dangles down, and it's just, it's a smooth move. You guys know what I'm talking about. Don't even act like you don't. Where the guy just pulls his suit coat back, whips out that pocket watch. The chain's holding down is is still attached to his belt loop, and he checks the time, and then he casually like looks off to the side. He sees the time, and then he kind of does that sideways glance with his monocle, and he's like, hmm, 
a quarter past noon. What do you say, gentlemen? Shall we break for lunch? And and he closes that pocket watch, and he just very casually slips it right back into the same pocket he got it from. The suit coat closes like I don't know. I think that's what it is. It's such a sleek way of telling time versus now where you have to like look at your wrist or or even even today a majority of us rely on our smartphones so you pull the phone out of your pocket and all this and stuff. it's not as elegant and i think that's why i like the, the pocket watch so much so anyway i got this pocket watch from the wedding it's got my name engraved on the back of it and uh it has since stopped i don't know if i want to start it back up again i think that's the way i am with with pocket watches i like them but there's a there's a uh, sense of suspense for me that when the pocket watch stops it's now immortalized on that time i think constantly of the clock tower in back to the future when that happened that was a historic moment in time for the movie and the clock tower was like the centerpiece of the whole movie. It, we see the clock tower in all three films. Uh, you know, we see it initially when it's been already been struck by lightning. We get to see it struck by lightning to create the 1.21 gigawatts that's needed to send Marty back to the future. That, that said it. And then we see the third movie where it's actually being constructed in the 1800s. So, um, there's there's a suspenseful moment when a watch stops, and I usually don't repair them. I usually don't. I think twice in the 32 years that I've had watches, I've repaired a watch twice, I, and, and that means just taking it in and getting a new battery put in. Other than that, like when a watch stops, to me, it stops. That's historic for that watch. I don't know how long it was telling time before it reached me, but I know now when is the last tick that went through. And even now, and I don't think you guys can hear it. I, I can hear it because I keep my pocket watches on display. Here, I have three total. I have the one that I got from a friend's wedding two years ago as, as being one of the groomsmen. And then I have another one that I purchased because I was like, I can't pass this up. It's a Millennium Falcon. Uh, pocket watch. I saw it at uh, the store one day and I was like, mm, no, I can't walk away from this one. So I bought it still ticking. The problem is I can never use the Millennium Falcon because it's the full piece of the Falcon that when you pop the watch open. So I'm afraid it's going to get caught on something. So I think that one's always just going to be a decorative piece. I don't think I'm ever going to actually use that one. Um, and then the other one is more recent. I did get this one. I believe it was for my birthday this past year, I believe. And I'm going to be, I'm going to get some flack for not knowing that. I think it was birthday. Um, and it's a game of Thrones one for house Stark. So it's a silver pocket watch and it's got the dire wolf sigil on the front and it, it's cool. It's a round silver dire wolf pocket watch. So my pocket watch collection is growing. I love it so much. Eventually one day I'm going to have to just get a display for it. Now, the reason the person who got me the Dire Wolf pocket watch was because of the movie, The Time Machine. Not the original one. This was another one that was created. There's so many renditions of The Time Machine. Um, gosh, I don't even remember the main actor. It's the newer one uh, where he travels like three billion years into the future or by accident because he, he got knocked out or something. Anyway, there's a scene in this movie where he... Uh, opens up his box on his uh, desk. And this is just before he's about to travel for the first time to test his time machine out. He opens up this box and it's a beautiful display 
of pocket watches. And I was like, that's probably going to be me one day. I'm going to have this drawer or this display that has pocket watches lined inside. And he just very, you can see how he opens it up. He meticulously chooses a specific one because it means something in the movie. So he chooses a particular one. And then that same display has like a mirror. So he checks his suit coat. He's, he's placing the pocket watch in that pocket, just like way I was describing it before. And then he jumps in in the movie uh, continues. That's where they got me that pocket watch because I showed them that movie and made an attempt to say something during that scene. So I was going to say most people they they listen to what I like a lot, and that's where they get this from. So there's that. So where did my fascination with time travel? Do I think it's possible? I think. It is possible. I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to say I think time travel is possible. I do. Do I think it's already happened? Uh, there are some compelling arguments that there is time travel amongst us. There are. Now, has the time travel altered the history of events in the world? I don't no, that's the other side of things I don't know. Case in point, let me present to you this. This is something that's been around for a very long time that a lot of people have really entertained this notion. And I have to back this. I do because it's just too many coincidences. The creators of The Simpsons. These episodes were created how many years ago? And they're on point. You can pull out episodes where they were like, Trump's going to be president. What happened? He's president now. That was years ago. This was before he even really started talking about anything political, like being in a political movement, uh, president, any of that sort of things. Here he is in that episode, rocking around as president. Here we see incidents all throughout the Simpsons episodes where it's just too much of a coincidence. So I think there's something going on there because there's even an episode, and I saw it recently, that was very much uh, themed too closely to the events of 2020 so far. They don't give the year. They don't say 2020. They just, it's a slew of events that is everything happening so far this year. And I'm like, mm, how do you know? How did you create an episode with such accuracy and break down the events so far? It's a virus, right? The virus. They flee to the... And, it, and then the next thing in the same episode, not just two seconds after this virus has started to really spread around Springfield, we see a, um, a box of killer bees. Hmm. I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist. I really don't. But um, uh, I think there needs to be something looked into on that one. Too much of a coincidence that their episodes are matching our history. So that's why I say I think there's a possibility that time travel has already happened, but I don't think they're altering the events of our history. They're peacefully observing the events of our history. That's what I think is happening because, and here's why, here's another reason why I think that time travel is one of those things that would be very interesting, but you cannot alter 
the timeline. You can't do it. If you do, you do run risk of certain events taking place. You just do. Case in point, this was presented in an episode of Doctor Who. I, I think it was during David Tennant. No, it was, I think it was Matt Smith. When Matt Smith was the doctor, there are certain things where they're like, can't you just go back and do this? We could save so many lives. And he goes, yes, but the uh, eruption at Pompeii, the sinking of the Titanic, major historical events in the show is called a fixed point in time, meaning he cannot interfere with that point. It's supposed to happen, so he can't interfere with it, right? I do believe that that is probably one of the most fundamental things I've ever heard in a show about time travel or a movie about time travel. And then you kind of reiterate that fact when you hear Doc Brown in uh, Back to the Future Part 2, where he's just like, I never should have created the time machine. It's it's too much of a headache. And he goes, I, I don't want any of this to happen. He invented the time machine to travel through time, not to alter the events of time itself. That's basically what he wanted to have happen with Back to the Future. So I think it's very, very interesting, the concept of it. I think that Back to the Future has a lot of historical relevance to it, but also I think that um, there is some evidence to suggest that time travel has already begun, and uh, we're testing the the theories of it all. Uh, is that scary? Yes. Yes, it is, because I think that like you you fast forward to some of these superhero movies you know you fast forward to uh you know just a little bit of doctor strange even in doctor strange where he's messing around with the time stone and they're like what are you doing you could inadvertently cause a time loop you could be stuck in a time loop you could create uh all sorts of havoc across the universe if you're not careful with time so and then we kind of see what happens with infinity war uh, you know, at the end of Infinity War, what happens there? That is an effect that lasts, you know, all through time and space itself. And then we actually start time traveling in Endgame. And now their take of time travel is very interesting to me as well. It doesn't affect the timeline as long as you return the stones to the original point at which they were taken. So it doesn't mess with alternate realities and timelines and all this kind of stuff. That one was rough. That one was a weird one for me because I was like, wait. And then when Scott Lang says, so wait, so back to the future is a bunch of bull. I'm not going to say the word, but when he says when it's a bunch of bull, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, Oh my God, I've been basing my whole thing off of the, uh, writings and teachings of HG Wells. I've been basing it off of back to the future. Uh, even, portions of Doctor Who, and now Endgame takes the rules of time travel and basically says, mm, here's another one. And I was like, oh, great. Even if time travel isn't real, it's fun to play with. So that's that. So now one thing I, I wanted to share with you guys, and I mean, you probably already know this because it can be accessed by anybody. Where did time travel come from? Where did the concept of time travel come from? Somebody somewhere out there had to come up with the idea one day of saying, time travel is real, and I'm going to prove it. Or, wouldn't it be fun if... These are the things that, that cross. The, the thing that I found 
across all of my research of where time travel originated, the two things that stood out the most. One, Greek mythology. In Greek mythology, characters would travel to other worlds. Now, this isn't necessarily time travel. This is delving into um, traveling to other planes of existence. Is that time travel? Mm, no, because you're not altering the effects of your timeline. Uh, it, it's like Earth 1, Earth 2, Earth 3. You're not altering the events of time on your Earth. You're just traveling to a timeline of somebody else. Anyway, so in Greek mythology, characters would travel to other worlds. Um, so it's no coincidence that movies like The Matrix would feature a character called Persephone. Persephone was one in Greek mythology that would travel to other worlds. So that's that. Now, time travel, granted, I, I did say time travel is different. I don't believe that traveling to other worlds even if you're traveling through a portal to another world, that is not time travel. That's that's not the same thing. I'm talking about moving through your timeline, up and down the past, present, and future of your timeline. That's time travel. Um, but the other thing, very, very simple. The first real work of traveling in time was published uh, by H.G. Wells. It was his book, The Time Machine, published in 1895. He came up with this concept, wild concept, of traveling through time. And that's that. that uh, it started with him in a unique perspective and imagination as to what happened. It, it, the concept, the idea of a, of a time machine. Now, we've seen over the years many renditions of a time machine. We've seen a DeLorean. We've seen a thing called a TARDIS, which can camouflage itself, but for some reason the camouflage circuits never got repaired, so it shows up as a blue telephone help box. Um, we've seen so many renditions of time machines that the idea of a time machine is, simple, is relative. Is it something you drive? Is it something you pilot? Is it something you just walk through? I think it's interesting. I really do. I think it's interesting, and I think that uh, you can really theorize a lot of cool aspects of the whole idea of a time machine. So anyway, that's that. Um, so now let's go ahead and move right on into the fun fact of the day. Guys, this fun fact for me really kind of blew my mind. So when I uh, initially found it, I thought it was super interesting. I, I And it just keeps adding on to the whole reason why I love time and the aspect of say like time travel so anyway here it is this is uh, be ready i i'm probably making a bigger deal than it needs to be but this stuff gets me excited so anyway here we are because light takes time to reach us everything we see is in the past the sun you can see out your window is eight minutes and 20 seconds old and the light from our nearest star proxima centauri is four years old i'm sorry what so you mean to tell me that when the sun right now, I'm, I'm the sun is shining now outside. It's cloudy, but the sun is, is I can see it. That sun is eight minutes and 20 seconds old. What? And now that when I go outside at night and I'm looking up at the stars, you're telling me that our closest star, Proxima Centauri, is four years old. And there are how many stars up in the sky? And there's no telling how old those stars are. So now my question is very simple. Since it takes light that much time to get to us, if a star goes out, 
it doesn't take that long for us to see the effects of the star going out. So when we see the, the multicolor effect on a star that it's dying, that actually happened years ago. It's just the light is taking so long to get to us. That is interesting. It's, it's such a cool concept. I love time. I love time travel. I love it so much. I really do. And I hope you guys are um, can appreciate it a little bit more with me on this episode today. Um, and I realize I'm probably droning on. I, I realize I'm probably going on and on and on and on and on about how much I love time. This episode today, so fun, so important for me. And I just simply love it. There's, there's no other words for it. So I hope you guys appreciate uh, the value of time. I hope you guys can appreciate how cool time actually is. And there are people out there who study time consistently. So this to them, this is their career. And I think I chose the wrong career path sometimes because I'm like, if I was just smarter in math and analytics, maybe I would be really good at the concept of being a scientist that studies time itself. I don't know. Or maybe that would just turn me into a mad scientist. Eh. I don't know. Or maybe I'm the next Doc Brown. I have no idea. Or maybe I'm Marty. I just accidentally get involved in stuff like this. Who knows? I don't know. I'm enjoying what I'm doing right now. I love the uh, the, the podcast. It lets me connect. It lets me just go wild on my ideas. So anyway, thank you so much for putting up with me, guys. Uh, yeah, time travel. I feel like... Uh, Bruce or the Hulk in Endgame when that whole debacle happens and he's just like, time travel. I think this is a win. That's what I feel like whenever I talk about time travel and people are like, wait, that doesn't make sense. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, it time travel. Anyway, my time travel rant is coming to an end. I'm returning to my point of present, present origin and resuming my operation. So there's my my show on time travel. All right, everyone. Well, that's going to wrap up this episode of The Good Question. I hope you enjoyed it like I did and maybe even learned a little something. As always, don't forget to hit that subscribe button on your way out. And if you'd like to be featured on a future episode, don't hesitate to reach out to me directly, either through commenting on the Facebook page or on my blog, uh, or even send a recorded message via the anchor.fm site. Until tomorrow, this is Daniel signing off and encouraging you to never stop exploring possibilities. Thanks for tuning in, everybody, and have a good rest of your day.